This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This is Behind the Rose, where Bachelor Nation meets country music and everything in between. Here's your host, Blake Horseman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Rose Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Horseman, here with my buddy, as usual, Eric Bradley. And today we're talking to the talented Jamie Gabrielle from Listen to Your Heart. We talked to Jamie about her experience on Listen to Your Heart, including her relationship with Trevor, what it was like for her to watch the show back with a broken heart, and what it's like to be a new artist living in Nashville. But first, Eric, let's chat a little bit about this weekend we had just down in Dallas. Played a gig Thursday night, a ladies' night down at Bloom Sporting Club. Also got to take in a concert, old Jimmy Allen, good friend of ours. Yeah, with special guest appearance from Chris Young, uh, so that was pretty cool. Also, Brantley Gilbert came out on stage because he had two shows the next two nights. Yeah. We went to Billy Bob's, the world-famous Billy Bob's down there in, da- or in Fort Worth, Texas. Tell you what, that place is huge. It is huge, but I'm going to give the Grizzly Rose the best honky-tonk. Yeah. <laughs> Way better than Billy Bob's. Listen, no disrespect to Billy Bob's. It's legendary. But there was no vibe. <laughs> yeah, you guys are, I mean, listen, you're legendary. You've had some of the best country artists in the world play there. But you guys don't have a fucking dance floor. There's just tables all in front of the stage. There's no vibe. I don't know how there's energy for the artist. I see Jimmy up there giving his all, dancing away, and people just sitting there staring at him. Yeah, not what we expected. I was expecting crazier and why, like crazier than Grizzly I Rose. I was expecting like, yeah, Grizzly Rose on steroids. steroids. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't. So yeah, no disrespect to, to Billy Bob's, but it's just not what we anticipated. We'll just say that. We like a bit more up, I don't know, high energy vibe while everybody's dancing, drinking, and having a good time. So it was very, very different than what we anticipated. Now, re- listeners, if we're wrong, this was just a weird day. Let us know, a weird night. But from what we've heard, that's kind of every night there. I mean, like we were sitting there with some industry people and they're like, yeah, this is how it's always been here at Billy Bob's. And I was just, my mind was just blown. It was not what we expected. But it was a fun weekend. Dallas is a great yeah. city. Tell you what, Dallas, it is hot. It is humid there. I did not know. I mean, I did. I shouldn't say that. I did know it got humid, but whoa. Yeah, I mean, the heat index every day felt like 111. Yeah. It was like taking a shower, stepping outside, and like, oh, I got to go right back in the shower. I don't know how you guys do it down there in the summer. Uh, and this is beginning of summer. Like, I feel like it's only going to get worse down there in Texas, you know? Yeah. Oh, it was. I mean, you could cut it. I'm going to go back to the uh, the Jimmy show for a second, because that was the first time you had seen Jimmy live, right? Yes, it was. That's awesome. We finally got to see him because his voice is incredible. His stage presence is insane. It's one of the best live shows you can see if you haven't seen him yet. That man's voice is incredible. I did not know he could sing like that. I didn't. I just didn't know. I mean, because obviously, like, in the radio and in his music, you can kind of hear his amazing voice, but you never know if that's real. Like, a lot of people who have amazing voices on the album don't have that live. Jimmy does. Jimmy had that live. Uh, I was thoroughly impressed. And, yeah, he puts on a hell of a show. So go out and check out Jimmy Allen out there if you get a chance. Also listen to his show, his previous show here on with us. So Yeah, we had him on. Great show. Yeah. Also, some other things from the weekend. It was my first time meeting a few Bachelor alumni. Maddie, Raven, and Adam might be some of my favorite new people in, yeah. that I've met. Unbelievably sweet, kind, genuine. Hung with Maddie during the day, and it was a blast. I mean, she, she's great. She's exactly like I anticipated. Like, I thought she'd be a lot of fun to hang out with and just laid back and chill. And she was all yeah. those things. She was. It was really fun to get to know her, so that was really cool. And we both whooped our ass and pop a shot. 
whooped that ass in Papa shop, Maddie. <laughs> and then I whooped your ass for the record. <laughs> yeah. I'm weirdly good at that game. I don't know what it is. But then we sat down with Raven and Adam, who I actually met in person years ago, three years ago. We went to the Toronto International Film Festival together in Toronto, and they're amazing. They're great. I talk to Adam every once in a while through DMs and everything, but to sit down with them again was really fun. They were just newly married. They talked about their honeymoon. They seem incredibly happy together. Yeah. They got a good thing going for them down in Dallas. I'm happy for them. They have a great dynamic. What a perfect couple. Yeah. They're a lot of fun and you know, they work well with each other and, and Raven's bit, I mean, she's got a podcast. We'll have to have her on one of these days. She's got a successful podcast. She's she, her and Maddie actually hung out that day as well. Um, she's doing well and she's great friends with Tia. Her and Tia are like almost the same person. Yeah. <laughs> damn near. Honestly. Yeah. Tia's a little crazier. I think. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah for thing. sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then Adam, I mean, Adam's successful in his own right. I mean, they got a good thing going. So I'm so happy for them. I'm glad, I'm glad we're all friends. It was fun to sit down with them and yeah, hopefully we'll, uh, We'll have them on for a recap, maybe even an episode one of these days for sure. Yeah, I'd love to hear all about what Adam's into because he is all over the place like with business. Yeah, he's one of those guys who doesn't sit still. That man has always got something going on, which I wish I was a little bit more like that. I mean, I guess we're pretty busy, but I feel like he's another level. of. Like... I got to see him with a couple drinks in him too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> we told him to come out here for a, a little uh, show out here in July, but we'll see if he comes. Also got to give a big shout out to Rowdy Energy Drink hosting us this weekend at the NASCAR race. We took on our first NASCAR event. That was insanely awesome. So cool. That shit is loud so loud and just like the adrenaline of those cars like it was pretty incredible i knew it was gonna be really cool but it was fun to see and if you haven't seen a nascar race live guys check it out it was impressive yeah and the rowdy team's amazing and they won they won the race who yeah, yeah shout out kyle bush <laughs> yeah kyle bush ends up winning the race which is who we were there with so that was awesome that was really cool to see winner's circle and all that so um yeah, shout out to Rowdy Energy. They they showed us a really good time this weekend. Um, they came out to watch my show on Thursday. I like to think they had a good time as well. It sure seemed like they did. <laughs> I think they had too much fun. Yeah, they had a little too much fun uh, Thursday night. I think a lot of people had a little bit too much fun. <laughs> uh, Bloom <laughs> Bloom down there in Texas is a good time. and uh, It's a great location. Too. It is a cool Dallas, spot. It's brand new. Definitely go check it out. I mean, it's like a sports bar, arcade, nightclub, all built in one. Like, great spot, great location. Yeah, it's uh, hopefully we'll play there again at some point. But yeah, Dallas in general is a fun city. I hope our boy Avi, the opening DJ, is okay. He had a long night, <laughs> you say that. <laughs> but all in all, a uh, very successful weekend. Uh, me and Eric, you know, we, we have some... Um, connections we'll say that we'll have some connections in bachelor nation <laughs> to say that and uh, we've heard about what's going down in paradise so we're not going to give away too much but uh tune in there's a lot tune the <laughs> fuck into paradise this summer because Holy it's shit. a shit show uh we already know a couple people that are back and uh, it's been wild you know some couples forming yeah some couples forming um some couples not forming <laughs> ooh, it's uh it's gonna be interesting i don't know how they're gonna frame and edit this to not be a total shit show it's gonna they will they'll find a way yeah I think there's going to be some surprises that ye, maybe a lot of people did not anticipate going into paradise and leaving paradise even. We'll put that way, that way too. So yeah, stay tuned, guys. It's going to be a wild summer. So are you happy you didn't go down? I am so fucking happy that I did not go down to paradise that I decided that was not for me. Very, very happy for that. So Bachelor Nation... Your golden boy, Blake, is growing <laughs> up. He is maturing. This is not worth it anymore. It is, is not fucking worth it. Woof. Woof. Yeah, but Bachelor Nation is it's, uh, never boring. We'll put it that way. Bachelor Nation is never boring. I cannot wait to see this. Oh, my God. And also, like, obviously, it's Blake's show. If you guys are in Denver this weekend, you guys know where to come out and find him. Like we talked about, I got residency down here in Mile High Spirits in Denver. And uh, this Saturday... The what does that land on? June 19th. I got a show down here at Mile High Spirits here in Denver, guys. Come out for the second show. 
the first one was absolutely insane. I actually have a feeling the next day is Father's Day on the 20th. So ladies, if you know your dad's in town, if maybe you have daddy issues, we're going to have a, <laughs> uh, we'll call it a who's your daddy's party. So come out and see Blake Friday, Saturday Please bring night. your fathers out. That yeah, would be yes. amazing. I just want my front row to be just a bunch of dads raging. Dads and their Please. daughters. Please. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, guys, come on out. Doing a DJ set. Should we do another meet and greet for Denver listeners? Do maybe one more father daughter meet and greet. <laughs> father daughter meet and greet. So you can you can meet the dads in advance. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a great idea. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty funny. But yeah, guys, come to Mile High Spirits this weekend. It's going to be a fun set as usual. So we'll see you out there this weekend. But yeah, coming up, our chat with Jamie Gabrielle from Listen to Your Heart, Behind the Rose. Jamie, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Last time we saw you, we were down in Nashville. Me and Eric were down in Nashville playing a show, and uh, you came out, which I appreciate. Thanks for showing some support. Yeah, of course. Fellow musician, you know? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, it was a fun night. Super fun. I remember we were out, and I saw your Instagram, and I was like, oh, shit, I forgot Jamie lives out here. So I hit you, and then within like a half hour, we were like in the lobby of the hotel. So it was perfect. It was awesome. Yeah, it was fun. So how long have you been in Nashville, Jamie? Did you move there kind of for music? Yeah. So I was basically still in college and I got an internship here for the summer. And then my secret plan, you know, my parents didn't know because I had already <laughs> left another college um, is that I knew I would probably stay here like for sure. So I, you know, used that to like get here. And then I was like, yeah, I'm not leaving. Well played. And that was, thanks. That was um, two years ago, basically like a week or two ago. So yeah, I've, I've been here for two years, although a lot of that time, actually, like I've not been here, I guess, because of COVID and all of that, but a good amount of time to sort of know the lay of the land and everything. Yeah, but you, so you're, you're actually decently new to Nashville, especially considering you were gone for the show and then COVID yeah. hit, like all of that. So you're actually yeah. decently new in Nashville. Wow. You know, it's been, it's it's fun. It's a, it's a very welcoming city. People are really nice, and it's it's easy to make friends. Harder to make genuine friends. I mean, like that's like with mm-hmm. anything, but it's definitely fun. Obviously, being a musician, there's so much music here, and like to go out is super fun too. So one of the like main themes we always have, when we have like country music. Like it doesn't matter how big artists we have on here. I love how like welcoming everybody is to like other musicians and they're willing to help out other musicians whether it be songwriting or like gigs or whatever it's really cool to see when i first moved here i remember i got coffee with this random guy and he was like you know what i'm gonna do the same thing for you that someone did for me when i first moved here and he's like you and i might never talk again which is true we never talked again (laughs) and he gave me a list of like 10 contacts and i reached out to every single one of them and then that's how i like got a job that's how i like Ended up writing with some people and, you know, playing some writers round. So it was really cool. And just like, I was like, whoa, really? Like, okay, thanks. (laughs) That's that's a cool story. Yeah. I love Nashville in that sense. That's really cool. Were you always like, always musically inclined, Jamie? Like, is that something you always wanted to do? Like growing up and everything? Yeah. The only other thing I ever wanted to be was an astronaut, but I, it was only because of that book, Good Night Moon. But other than that... (laughs) Listen, I'm either going to be a musician or an astronaut. Other than that, I was always really interested in music. Like that was really um, from my grandma. We always used to sing together when I was little. And 
I don't know. I, I always just liked, like, I was very performative no matter what it was. Like I also liked acting and all that stuff. So yeah, ever since I was little, I've always really loved music, but I didn't really believe in myself for a long time to like really like have music be the main thing. I used to think I wanted to do acting, which is hilarious now because I'm like, I'm terrible at acting. But <laughs> um, as I gained kind of a little bit more confidence, I was like, wow, this is really what I love, especially being able to write my own music and share that. Like, that's the greatest thing. I mean, covers are, you know, but. Absolutely. Yeah. What is your like songwriting process? Like, is that, or like, what, what do you do when you write songs? Um, sometimes it's like really random. I'll get like an idea in the shower. It's always the worst places. It's like <laughs> always when I do it on my phone I, or like I'm driving or something. So sometimes it comes from an idea. I have like an entire list of like hooks and titles and whatever to go off of. So like, for example, if I'm walking into a write that day, I'm prepared. And then if I'm just like, you know, sometimes it's from an emotional place, like I'm feeling sad or whatever, and I just like need to get it out and it's kind of more free form. Um, but mostly I come up with melody first and then like I hear sounds and that's how I get rhymes. And then I fill in with like the lyrics kind of like oh, that. Oh, interesting. Okay. So you kind of hear the sounds first and then you kind of yeah. like. Cause first and foremost, I'm like, lyrics are like the most important part to me, but I'm like melodically inclined just because my main instrument is my voice. Like I can play guitar and I can play piano, but not not that well. I just use that as a means to help me write. Um, but I definitely focus more on lyrics, which is why I was so drawn to country music because mm -hmm. it's all about storytelling. And I just, I, I love that. That's kind of my next question. What was like your musical influence? Were you always country? Did you like a little rock in there? Pop, hip hop? What, yeah. what was your like kind of influences? I've always loved like duop music. I love music from the 50s and 60s. I mean, I grew up like loving pop. I'd say like writing wise, like Amy Winehouse was probably one of the first people I would really listen to her lyrics and just was like, wow, she is so raw and real. And just really talking about like that real shit. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse, but oh, just really talking um, about that. And I mean, then when it came to like more of like the pop country kind of sound, like really being inspired by like Maren Morris and Casey Musgraves that were just like, kind of like pushing the limits. Cause I don't feel like I fall into like, and it is changing, but I definitely don't fall into like the typical like country girl kind of thing. Like the Houghton girl next door songs, mm -hmm. like that's not me at all. And I feel like, to be honest, if you, if I was writing music like 10 years ago, I probably would, you probably would just say that I was writing kind of more pop stuff, but now pop music is like either bedroom pop or like really has like a hip hop kind of influence or R and B. So I don't know, but I like to say, you know, I'm kind of moving towards like not placing myself in a genre and just being like, music is so evolving. Like, you know, we're getting like real heavy hip hop mixed with country and yeah. like all these things. So I feel like you have the ability to really branch out. And I'm like, I'll write for the song, like whatever this song, I don't try to be something. I don't try to like sing about whiskey and pick up trucks or like do whatever. I just write about whatever comes out, I guess, basically. I think that's the best way, especially in this time, like music is evolving and there's no, there's no really genres anymore. Almost, you know, like everything's kind of starting to yeah. blend, which I love personally. So I'm glad music. Me is too. Cause really the whole genre thing is just to make you marketable you know, cause people want to place you in a box so that it's easier to sell you. Mm -hmm. So it's like, this is a country artist. I remember like when I was kind of after the show and like, I got like a whole team to like help me or whatever. I was like, I do pop country. They're like, no, no, no. Say you do country. And I was like, but 
but like, I, do, I don't though, mm. but they were like, but it's easier for people to just see you as if you're, it's just country. And I was like, it's just so weird. I mean, you're exactly right. I guess it was the like genres were created by like marketing people like to create. Yeah. Like I said, easier to sell and stuff. So that's, that's pretty interesting. That's an interesting way to look at it. So I was doing the math real quick in my head too. So you've been in Nashville two years, but the show filmed what, like a year and a half ago? Year? Yeah. So like you were in Nashville very long. Were you like, damn, I already got my break. This was easy as hell. Like what, what was your like mind frame going into listening to your heart? Uh, yeah. Um, well, it's funny. I moved here and like, I really just like started performing a lot. Cause like basically long story short, like I did used to perform a lot, you know, in high school and all that stuff. But then when I really got into like my writing, I kind of became more shy again because it was so much more personal to have your own stuff. And so then when I got here, I was like really playing out and I was being like, I was really confident. And then I lost my voice because I choked on the French fry. Wait, what? We're going to have to come back to that. (laughs) Yeah. And so then I couldn't sing for like a couple of months. And then randomly, um, I got reached out to by the show and I was like, why? (laughs) <laughs> and, and then just like one thing led to another. So yeah, I was basically here, moved here May. And then I think it was like September was like when stuff started happening. So it was like really short after, but then, you know, we didn't film until like uh, January. So I still was really unsure. And honestly, I didn't feel like it was going to be my big break. I, even when it got to the point when I was for sure that i like, I knew I was going to be on it. I thought, Oh, I'd be there for like a day. Like I told my friends and family, I was like, I'll see you tomorrow. Like, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm sure that I feel like you're still going to have many more big breaks to come. So listen to your heart. They reached out to you. Is that what I heard? They reached out to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. They also saw yeah. you on like Instagram or something or TikTok or whatever. Yes. I like think I had posted this. I actually don't really know, but there, there was like one singing video that I had put on like maybe a month or two ago. And I think that's how they like, they found me and at first I got like an Instagram DM. I was like, this is a joke. Right. You know? <laughs> and then I got an email about it and I was like, maybe this is serious. And then I was like, okay, I think it is. And honestly, at first I was like, no, no way. I don't, I don't want to do that. Um, and then I was like, ah, fuck it. Why not? I guess I'll just try like, who cares? And I really didn't think I had any type of chance, which honestly, like maybe why I got it because I was not nervous for the audition or any of it. I was like, when I filled out like the application stuff, like I was just like being like really funny and just like saying a bunch of random stuff. Cause I was like, Oh, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. But then I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so what was it like that first time, like walking into like, you guys weren't even in the mansion. You had a way nicer place than us. Um, what was that like for you? Like, cause you said you were like, not, you know, you weren't taking it very, not necessarily serious, but like you were nonchalant about it. But like, was that night one? Like, did it hit you? Like, Oh fuck. Like this, this is real. I remember before going into the house, I said to myself, okay, like, I don't want to be first. Like, that's all, that's all I want. I like, I don't want to be first. And I, I even said that to someone. And then I like, you know, you've no idea what's like happening. And you're like pulling up. First of all, I did not know Chris Harrison was going to be there or like whatever. <laughs> I didn't even know if it was like a real bachelor show. I kind of thought it was like a whole new kind of thing. And so then I remember like, uh, I'm like in the car about to like step out and, um, they were like, yeah, you're the first one here. I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> you see, you and let then, it slip. And they were like, okay, she's going to be first. Like she doesn't want to be first. And then they first. were like, yeah. And they're like, Harrison's ready for her. And I was like, 
by Harrison, do you mean Chris? And then no one answered me. And I was just like, stepped out. I'm like, it was just so funny. Cause like, you know, I was supposed to, you know, walk around and like, but I had no one to talk to. So I was just like talking to myself and they used a lot of that. And like the preview and when I'm like singing in the mic, like, I was just like, you know, I was just like being funny and like kind of awkward. Cause I was like, well, what's happening. And I just, you know, I was just sitting there just like waiting for someone else to get there. I was like, Oh God, everyone's just staring at you. You know, yeah, there's like, so many people night one, no one's saying anything. So many people. And I'm just like, and everyone's just watching me and I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know what to do, but I just like went with it. So that's a great story too. Cause I love how you said, I don't want to be first. And sure enough, they made you first. That's so them. <laughs> I really enjoyed you on the show because I felt like you were like very genuine and real and like you were nervous and you like talked about being nervous and you were like open yeah. about being nervous and whether it be your relationship or whether it be the singing aspect itself. So I, I felt like a lot of people could relate to that because I mean, yeah. nobody everybody has a hard time singing in public, let alone in front of like, you were singing in front of like very, very good musicians and like well-known, like famous. I know. And I didn't know that was going to happen. Like I had been asked to do the voice, like actually like that time, that summer or whatever. And I was like, so afraid of that because, you know, when you perform, obviously everyone's judging you because that's human nature, but to like actually be judged in front of people is like probably my worst, one of my worst fears. And then I got there and I learned that that's what was going to happen. And I was like, oh no. And so not only that, but like me being the youngest having by the years and also me having way less performance experience than everybody else. I mean, like I had not performed in front of that many people at all. (laughs) So it was, it was really, really scary. And yeah, to say like, you know, um, yeah, I kept it, I kept it 100. <laughs> it's pretty hard for me to like hide how I'm feeling. And it's always really important to me that I am myself. I spent so many years of my life, like faking it and trying to up, like appear perfect that like, I just, that's just not what I'm about anymore. And then it was hard to watch that, you know? And but then when I did get messages from people saying like, you know, it was, you know, I, I sing and it's, it's really nice to, to see you share that, how nervous you were. And so then I tried to like refocus on that and be like, okay, like at least I'm being, putting myself out there and that's all you can do. And I was true to myself and people could relate to that. And then that kind of started to overshadow more of like the negative feedback I got from like showing that I was anxious I agree. I think sometimes these people think that like artists and entertainers and stuff, they don't get nervous. They think that like, that's what they're born to do, you know? And that's like, there's no, you know, but that's not the case. I'll never forget. I was at iHeart Music Fest, was it three years ago? And we were in the green room backstage and I can't think of her name right now, but she's a huge name, like artist. She's a little tiny little blonde girl. She was in like a Netflix show recently. Anyway, I saw her have a full blown panic attack backstage to the point where her like me and Jason were in like the dressing room doing our makeup which is funny but um and she came running by us and her team was chasing her and she was breathing into a paper bag and they put her in the bathroom and she was crying like a full-blown panic attack before she went on stage but then she went on stage and crushed it and I was like it was like a moment for me where I was like see these people like have the same problems we do Harry Styles threw up before every show for like the first year of him playing and that was the thing some people would message me being like why do you even want to be a singer if it makes you so nervous? I'm like, uh, you, you know, you try doing that, okay? <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Being nervous means you care and, you know, whatever. I think for me, though, 
And it's interesting because I feel like I've been able to achieve like maybe more healthy amount of of nerves or whatever, because it did affect some of my performances for sure. And it's like, it's like a head, it's a head thing. Um, right. And I just, I'm all about trying to like say positive things, like instead of like letting that negativity get to me or like right. in before the interview, you know, like what if it all fails? What if, what if it all goes <laughs> wrong? Like right before I'm like, why do you know? I don't want to, I don't want to think about that. Like, yeah. no, I'm just going to like, like actually like someone shared with me a book while we were filming called unfuck your mind. And it was just about saying like really positive things, even if you don't believe it. And it like changed. And for me, that was like what I felt my best performance was, was like the performance in Las Vegas. And that's when that shift happened for me. When I was like the entire day, I was like, I'm going to kill it. I'm confident. I got this. I'm talented. And then I like believed it, you know? So that's really cool. We'll be right back. that was going to be kind of my next question. Your, your favorite performance. Was that your favorite performance? The one down in, uh, in Vegas? Yeah. Who was that in front of again? Um, it was, it, uh, la, la. <laughs> she sings the song, um, Ashley Simpson and her husband oh. that I know from 90210. I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. And then it was Ari and Lauren and then Pat from train was the lead singer of train. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. Because I, I did, he had like his fedora on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The venue was so pretty. I felt like I was in Beauty and the Beast. It was like a library kind of thing. It was it was really pretty. And it it's actually funny because that song, when I got it, um, I don't think they show this, but I cried um, because I was just like, I don't know it. Are you kidding? Like, I can't. Like, the rest, I was like, I actually knew them. And I was like, those weren't even, I didn't feel that great. And this one, I don't know at all. How am I supposed to learn this in like a day? Yeah, that's crazy um, to me. But then it ended up, I felt really just good about it and just feeling like, you know what, either way, how this goes, I'm just going to have fun out there. I'm going to like look at the audience, like take it in. Cause I would literally black out in every performance. Like I'd go on and then I wouldn't remember like anything that happened. And then I'd be like, ah, what, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> so this, this time I was like, I'm going to focus. I'm going to be in it. And then it ended up like that was, I felt like the most confident from that one. Uh, yeah, I remember you You definitely got like as as time went on, it seems like you got more comfortable. That's a great point. Like your age and your experience was way different than everybody else on the show, you know, for the yeah. most part. And especially your partner, Trevor, I didn't even know at the time, but he was on a different show before he was on a was it American Idol or. Yeah, yeah, he was on American Idol. Yeah. So he had had a little bit more experience, obviously way more. Yeah. Yeah. No, he had like performed on some really big stages. So honestly, he was helpful um yeah for like my nerves and really like I will say like despite any differences people may have had on the show it did not feel like a competition like everyone was really supportive and I will say I was not the only one that was nervous of before, course not no okay? that was your narrative yeah <laughs> that was your narrative yeah yeah um yeah everyone was really supportive before and like I mean, people didn't know I, I was a little extra nervous and, and everyone was like, you're going to do it. You're going to kill it. And we would all say the same about each other. And I really did genuinely want other people to do well. And like mm-hmm. you wanted to watch them succeed. So it was interesting because it didn't, it didn't really have that competitive factor. I feel like. Yeah, that's really cool to hear. And I, I figured it was kind of like that because you guys all seemed like friends during the show, post-show for the, m- for the most part. But let's let's get into kind of your your relationship with Trevor because you guys kind of hit it off for the most part right away. You guys always seem like a solid couple and together, you guys seem to perform really well together. Okay, I will say it's like 
what the difficulty was for us okay so one thing to know about vocalists like when you're nervous like singing higher in your register is even more difficult and so the issue was like based off of his vocal ability um we would see how low we could possibly take the song down versus like how high I could sing the choruses because I basically took every chorus as like lead and so like when we would be practicing it, I could, I could do it. Cause it basically was like pushing it to like the highest I could be able to sing that chorus. Cause we'd bring it down like an octave, right. For his voice. And so that was like really hard. Plus we were like the only people that like, were not at all good at harmonies. Although like he did pull through sometimes. <laughs> so, um, I feel like because of our chemistry and since we were being judged on chemistry as well as, um, talent to mm-hmm. be honest like i feel like that's why we probably did better together um because you know some people just like didn't have that on stage but i mean i wasn't used to singing with somebody else um but yeah from the start we definitely did have a connection like probably the strongest in the house probably from like the get-go and then like chris and brie kind of formed kind of quickly after that i think i don't know yeah I actually met Trevor for the first time in LA two weeks. He and we ended up at the same party somehow. Um, we chatted a little bit about the show and everything, but it seemed like you guys, yeah, right off the bat, you had a great relationship. You made it all the way to it was the fin- finale, right? Because there was like multiple couples in the finale there. By the finale, it was just me and Trevor and Chris and Brie because Rudy and Matt had left. So going to that finale, did you guys like really think like we can do this? We can do this. this is us or what was it like when Chris and Brie, you know, got got called as for the for the winners? Oh, I absolutely knew they were going to win, like for 100%. Oh, before we even performed, before we even went to Na- to Nashville, I knew they would win. <laughs> that was There was no doubt in my mind, no matter if I like came out and like Alicia Keys entered my body and I like sang my heart out, like Chris and Brie were going to win. There was no doubt about that. I remember before I was like packing my bags like to go, whatever, and they were like, um, like you don't know if you've lost yet. I'm like, I literally, I know, but I, and I don't care. I'm like happy. I'm proud of myself. Like I made it all the way here. I didn't even think I would do that. And I was super proud of myself that like getting the title did not matter to me at all. And I had accepted it and I didn't, I honestly didn't care at all about winning. It was more of like focusing on the journey. And at the time, like I cared more about my relationship than I did about any, like anything else. I think that's the right mindset to have. And I don't think there was necessarily a loser in that show at any point. Like, I feel like yeah. you guys all took away incredible experiences, friendship. You got to play in front totally. of, you know, amazing musicians and stuff. So I think everybody kind of won at the end of the day. No, yeah, totally. And that's what I said. I Well, we had a joke that I was, we were like the first place losers because like it was the first ever show. So. <laughs> oh, that's true. There's a good way to put it. Yeah. So you and, you and uh, Trevor, you, you left as a couple. Um, and then, uh, not long after it didn't work out. Um, was that hard for you going from going on the show, you know, and then being in that public eye, like, what was it for you that, you know, you don't think it, it really worked out for you guys? Yeah, it was horrible. Um, (laughs) don't sugarcoat it. Yeah. Don't sugarcoat it. Let's hear it. No. Yeah. It was awful. I was probably, and just to say this says a lot because I've been through a lot in my life. It would probably be hardest thing that I've ever had to overcome um we he broke up with me like a week before the show aired um so that was really hard because I was feeling obviously the devastation from that 
And then realizing, okay, because I didn't see it coming. So then I was like, okay, now I'm going to have to like watch this show and watch myself like fall in love when that's not happening. And like, you know, already being asked to do you know, interviews and stuff where you're obviously you can only say what's happened in each episode. And like, I have to like put on a face and be like, yeah, like, yeah, things are going well. And then I would say like, it's so hard because I felt like either way I couldn't win, you know, people like saying like mean things being like, how can you be so stupid? And you, why would you pick him over him? And like, you know, like automatically he kind of had a bad reputation, like online, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And so that stung because I was like, damn, like, am I stupid? Like, why didn't I see that? And then on the other side, people like rooting for us or like making edits of us and then being like, oh, I love you guys together. You're so cute. And then like that also sucked. So there was just like no happy medium. And I feel like I've never felt so depressed where I also felt like I had to be so on. So it was like so exhausting. Um but I wanted it to be worth it. That was like what I kept telling myself. I'm like, well, I didn't just like do all of that for me to just like sit in my bed all day and do nothing and like not try and not like show up and like do these interviews and like try to like use this to like help my music. Cause at this point, my, the love, like the person I love doesn't love me back. So I didn't get the love out of it, but you know, I wanted to still make the most of my music. So yeah, you know, I did the best I could. <laughs> I didn't actually know that you guys had broken up right before, to be honest. I, I didn't know that. Like, that must have been... Because I know what it's like. I, I fell in love, and then I had to watch myself. I was dumped, and then I had to watch myself fall in love on television. Like Blake was also a first loser. Yeah, I was a first loser. I was a first loser, too. So, yeah. High five. <laughs> um, so, I know what it's like. I know what it's like to have to watch yourself fall in love, and then watch yourself... Like, I had to watch myself also, like, get dumped, too. So, yeah, you know, I can relate to that, because I don't... A lot of people don't really comprehend what it's like to watch something back as you're, as you're brokenhearted. And so, I uh, respect yeah because it is really hard to get through for sure yeah and i and that that's it's even harder for you too because it was such a blindside for you when you kind of yeah. ended things right because i i could tell on the show you were genuinely in love and you really wanted to make it work yeah and then looking back i just i like you know to be uh, i was really fucked up every episode that i watched it because like it was so hard for me to watch so a lot of it like i was like kind of out of it watching it because like it was so upsetting and I've only like rewatched the first episode and it was interesting to like watch it sober and just be like Ooh, wow like I think I I followed my heart but I did not follow my instincts because my instincts were definitely there like but I was just like so in it that I just I really just like ignored everything else plus like everyone was like oh you guys are so perfect you guys are so cute and like you know, I was like, he was so nice. He never did anything wrong. So I was like, oh, that's healthy. Right. But there was a lot missing and mm. other ways of it being unhealthy and kind of toxic. So I don't know. I think it's safe to say you and Trevor aren't on good terms anymore. Like, do you guys, are you guys friendly at all? Or like, no, no, that was a sharp. No, no. I think the last thing I think he like texted me about my, I got a fish that I had for like four days. And that was like, Kind of right after the show, and I never responded, and we've never spoken again. Well, that's healthy, though. That's healthy. You cut it off. Good thing because you have a new man in your life. You have a new man in your life. Tell us all about him because you seem so happy. Yeah, I am. Um, well, it's kind of interesting because I feel like, like the day that I met him, I, I honestly like really wasn't that interested in dating. And my friend was like, "Just go, just 
do it. Just put yourself out there. And I was like, but fine. And then I did. And then we just like ended up like really hitting it off. And like, he hadn't seen the show. He, it was so funny on our first date. He was like making fun of reality TV and stuff. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, those people that go on those shows, right? Like, you (laughs) know, And like, but I, I was refreshed. It was like really refreshing and it was nice. And like, you know, I felt like it, I did obviously not, I knew not everybody watched it. Like a, a small amount of people watch it, but it felt like everybody like knew stuff about me. And so I was like, re- I had like some like new form of like social anxiety almost. And so it was nice. Like he didn't know anything I could, you know? And so we, we just like talked about like some real stuff and we just like have a lot in common and I don't know. I just realized like what a difference it was to compare that relationship to some previous relationships I've had and just to be like, oh, wow, this is what it's actually like to date someone that's mature because age really is but a number. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Someone can be 30 something that doesn't mean that they're, you know, evolved. So, Amen. Mm-hmm. yeah, so it was nice for that. And also I had gained a lot of self-love and that was really what had been missing before because I just felt like I deserved everything that I was, you know, getting, you know, they say you accept the love you deserve. It's, it's true. And also yeah. whatever you put out there, a lot of the times is what you receive. And I feel like that's what was happening. And I was like in a place where I had like, was not involved with any men for like a month or so or two or whatever. And I just completely focused on myself and was in therapy and I was doing all these things, all these things. And then I feel like I was ready in a way because I wasn't looking for, which is like that. I, even though I guess, you know, I, in a small way I was looking for it, but not in the way of like, you know, swiping on every date. Yeah. You were forcing it. Right. Yeah. I wasn't forcing it. And so then that's just kind of how it, how it kind of came to be. And I know. Yeah. It's awesome. Right? Like so you seem super happy. So it's really good to see. I was and also watching all of his videos, like a video of him or something. And I went and Which creeped on him. For me that fucker was, can play the guitar. Yeah, that man is incredibly talented. <laughs> Holy I'm hell. Yeah. That man can so rip. hard to like put. He's just, I don't like it. I'm like, just try, just try. <laughs> but um, it's cool because, you know, after that experience, I was like, I don't know if I really ever want to date a musician again. It was more of the fear of like clout chasey kind of people, I guess, or like, I don't know, whatever. And so it was cool because he is, he is a musician. So he shares that like passion because he, I mean, he, that's it. He's not, I mean, he doesn't do anything professionally, but he's like incredible at guitar and really appreciates music. So we're able to have that in common. And, but he doesn't like, but he doesn't like the spotlight. Like he doesn't want any of that like you know he didn't want to be on my instagram <laughs> he seems super low-key yeah he seems super yeah low-key. he is which is good for me so it's like a good balance and <laughs> right. um because yeah yeah you you do you entertainer you're an entertainer well good um yeah i'm glad you know you've moved on found yourself a man so what are you up to now what is you got you know some new music coming out what are you what are you doing now these well, days? you just recently played a show right in nashville this week um yeah it was like me gabe Brandon, Ryan, that was the first time I saw him since the show. Everyone else oh, I'd wow. seen. Oh, Danny was there. Um, yeah, we all performed. Um, so that was fun. And like, I was a ver- I was waiting all day for me to become like really nervous and I wasn't. And then I was just like a teensy bit nervous right before. And I was like, oh, and I just was like, you know what? Like now that I've done that show and I feel like I embarrassed myself in front of a lot of times <laughs> for different reasons, I was like, Pfft. 
<laughs> Nothing can get to me anymore. And you can only be embarrassed if you, you feel embarrassed, you know, like nobody can make you feel embarrassed. Cause like, if you're able to laugh at yourself, cause like, for example, during the performance, so Gabe played guitar for me and we, I went over his place that day and we practiced. And for the last song, the one that I'm going to be releasing in July, I had done like kind of top lining writing to it, which basically means like the producer was building out the track and I was just singing melody and we were all writing kind of over it. So I didn't actually know what the chords were. So when we went to practice, that was probably like the least practiced one, but I definitely wanted to play it since I'm going to be releasing it. And we had to start over three times. <laughs> but I just, when I like made a joke about it, I was like, you know, third time's the charm and like everyone <laughs> right. was laughing and then everyone loved it. And so I realized I was like, if you just like take control of the room and your energy, like that's what's important. Cause I remember seeing this person play and he would like make fun of himself every time that he would mess up. And instead of like, you know, that freeze thing or like whatever, like that can only make it like 10 times worse. So I didn't care. And I felt really good about it. So that was great. And yeah, so I've just been writing a lot and um, working with like multiple producers on some different kinds of stuff. Like I just did something recently that's like, I don't even know. It's like kind of R&B pop, like, which was like weird for me, <laughs> but it was really fun. And then some more, kind. it just depends what I'm writing with and some more really country stuff and then some more pop stuff. And then now just kind of looking at what I have and then figuring out in which order do I want to release stuff. Um, and then probably having some thing, that song out like in July and then just getting more content for that and yeah. continuing writing and Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell us about your song that's coming out. In July. Are you allowed to, are we allowed to say the, the name of it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. find myself. Uh, it's coming out in July at some point. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um, I wrote it with like a bunch of girls, which was interesting because normally I, I only write with like a couple people and a lot of my writes are with guys. So it was interesting and it, it really, it really wasn't kind of based on anything in particular. It's just kind of about like, I don't know if like anyone's ever told you like, you know, you need help. But like that person's not willing to help you, which is just like, okay. And so then, and so um, it kind of, I like, it kind of came from that idea. And then I was like, well, like, what if it's like, you know, that person like says like, you know, you know, go find yourself. And then it's like, okay, well, I find myself doing all this fun stuff, like without you basically. And I didn't need you. So thanks to my advice. Cause now I find myself here. So it's kind of like the wordplay, which is very like oh, country esque of like, well, this is where I find myself not like, Oh, I found myself by like doing these things. So, um, yeah, it's a cool, like fun, upbeat kind of song. I'm also like a very dark person. So like that kind of music will be coming, but I figured like, <laughs> okay, like, I put out like a more of a bop. And then this one, I think it's just like appropriate for summer. Like it's fun mm-hmm. and whatever. And then just kind of being a little bit more vulnerable with some of my other songs. I love that kind of play on words when somebody's like, go find yourself. You're like, listen, I find myself drinking tequila and dancing till the night ends <laughs> like something like that. Yeah, like that I, is yeah. what it is. It's yeah. like I found myself top down with the radio on, pedal to the metal, took it all the way south. Like and then yeah, that's I love it. Yeah. So I, I love that play on words and kinda of, it's kinda of like a fuck you to like people say like go find yourself. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. So I guess it could be pulled off of like some general interactions I've had, but it wasn't like a specific person. <laughs> oh, that's great. Check out her new music coming out in July. Find myself. Go listen to her current single, um, Go to Your Head. Where can people find you? Instagram, Twitter, all that fun stuff. 
um, Jamie Gabrielle music. That's the same on Instagram, TikTok, and to be honest, maybe Twitter. I don't even know what my Twitter is. <laughs> so you tweet I a lot, is what you're saying? Yeah. No, I'm like verified on Twitter, and I'm like, no, I like never tweet. I don't know how. Like, I just like, what do I say? Like, it's I don't just, either. I never tweet ever. Yeah, it's just a weird place. Yeah, only get in trouble on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter's an evil place. Yeah, I say away. TikTok's kind of whatever. Well, yeah. I feel like it's like Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, <laughs> Reddit. Yeah, oh, yeah. Reddit's, yeah. Reddit's below sea level. Yeah, yeah. Reddit's brutal. Um, but yeah, Jamie, you're the best. Thanks for coming on. I can't wait to check out all your new music. Everything. And we're going to be in Nashville again. So uh, we'll all grab some drinks and hang out and stuff. So for sure. Bye. Thanks again, Jamie. And we'll, we'll see you. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow our Instagram at Behind the Rose Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, like, and give us all five of those damn stars. Behind the Rose is recorded on site at the world famous Grizzly Rose or wherever we happen to be. See you next time, Behind the Rose.